don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal, no way, we take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Catherine Crick. And Hmm. welcome back to our podcast. I don't know why I started a podcast with you, Catherine Crick. I know. I've got real issues with you. That makes sense. But I'm glad Why would I do this at episode three of my own investigation? (laughs) I'm glad you come back, though, every week for me to harangue you about why I see you as completely sus. Okay, fair. All right, let's do this for an hour and a half. All right. Yeah, let's talk about your faith healing techniques. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm Carrie Poppy. There we go. I'm Ross's co-host. All is right with the world again. Yes, so if you've listened to our previous episodes, you know a bit about Catherine Crick, self well, I was going to say self-proclaimed apostle. She was proclaimed by Gior Davy, mm-hmm. her spiritual father in mm-hmm. Tanzania, who occasionally visits the U.S., as an apostle, which is like a big deal. And now she has this church. It started out small in 2017. It went gangbusters in 2021, I think, was when it really took off. Took off, took off. Hold on, let me pull up my chronology. Let's see. Let's see. Carrie is sharply intaking air. She is checking her notes. <laughs> um, when did it take off? What would that mean? That means over 100 people? Yeah, when like the 300 people showed up. I think that was 2021. That sounds right. You have a better memory for numbers. May 30th, 2021. The lusty month of May. And since then, she's been this huge online presence. She has a church here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We've attended, and if you've listened to the past couple episodes, you've heard something about that. But we wanted this time to really focus on breaking down her faith healing, what we saw, what that deliverance service looked like. And already I'm naming two distinct actions. Deliverance, which is the removing of demons, and healing, which is healing. Yes, healing a physical, mental, or emotional problem in the person sitting in front of you. And she concludes each of her in-person services with this come up to the altar, come up to the big wooden box. Stage, if you will. Yeah, stand around the stage and uh, I'm going to I'm gonna heal slash deliver you. Yes. So I hobbled up there because I had a broken toe and still do. It's still broken. Spoiler. Uh, you and Kara are synced up. She badly what? stubbed her toe. Oh, no. And thinks it might be broken. <gasps> Which toe? It's a littler one, not the littlest, but the okay. one next to it. Oh, and that guy. She did it by the pointer toe. Jamming her foot into a little stack of sodas. Oh, that sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah. What a see, this is the thing too. It's always the stupidest reason that you hurt mm-hmm. your toe. You're not like, oh, um, I was I was uh kicking a bad guy and then <laughs> I broke my toe. It's like there was Diet Pepsi on the floor. What, whatever and then I took my cat shit out at ten PM. Which whatever was actually six PM apparently. Someone's like cares? wearing their arm in a sling and they tell me the story of like, Oh, I slipped in the shower. Yeah, exactly. Be like, let's come up with a better story. Yeah, yeah, I'll let's back see what you. we can do here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's massage this. So who was in the shower? Yep. Death? Because oh. if you were if you were trying to beat up the angel of death, then That's this a good is all story. of a sudden a really good hurt your toe story. Or maybe you're trying some new sexual positions in the shower. There we go. That's a good story. Say that. Yeah. Say my husband and I were trying to conceive. <laughs> <laughs> now my arm is broken. Do you really want to ask more questions? <laughs> Well, ho, 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 it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, if you like it. If you don't, I take it back. 
Okay, so there were a bunch <laughs> of healings at the end of Catherine Crick's faith service. Yes. And what did we do? Some people would go to a faith healing service and they'd say, that was weird. And they'd go home and they would not even think about it. What did we do? We recorded it. Mm-hmm reviewed it later yes and we broke it down so i i see this as a very similar exercise to what we've done with psychics yeah. because very often you go you have this experience and what you remember are the emotions mm -hmm. and you don't remember the details sure so we're like let's dig into the details of one of these services and she does them all the time yep and maybe identifies some themes some techniques yes and my favorite way mm -hmm. is a spreadsheet Oh, I love a spreadsheet. Oh, Carrie made a great spreadsheet. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I couldn't get enough. Yeah, so we went back through all of these healings and, and analyzed them and tried to find through lines between them. And yeah, should we should we start with the first faith healing? Let's do it. We, we already mentioned that the service was the better part of four hours. Uh-huh. But the faith healing portion itself was about 45 minutes. Yeah. So she's already preached for a long time. We've already sung all of that. But yeah. Take but us this, into it. This feels like the um, climax, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is what you're working toward. Right. Yeah. If you plot it as a graph of excitement, you know, oh, you start a little bit of excitement. We're singing songs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And oh, she comes out. Cool. Whoa. Yeah. All right. And then oh, oh really boring. She's talk, preaching. Okay. She wants our money. Okay. Uh -huh. Oh, she still wants our money. Oh, a different way of saying that she wants our money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, yeah, come on up here and whoa, we're going to all get healed. And like people are writhing and falling down and yep. declarations are being made of complete and total healing. Yes. Big deal. So the first person who comes up, we have him down as boy of the night in the spreadsheet. I believe that's a Ross nickname. Mm -hmm. So he comes up to the stage and I think he was from another country. Yeah, he's from Japan and okay. sounded like he'd only fairly recently learned English from what he was saying. Mm. And he was confessing because one of the first things that she has you do, she calls you up. She gets you in front of her. And then you do basically a public confession in front of the entire world on a live stream. Yeah. Tell us all the worst things that have ever happened to you or that you've done. Confess them now. Renounce them. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was renouncing a lot of things to do with his family, like even his aunt's heart disease and like ancestors in his family. I didn't quite make out all of that, but some of it was kind of this, as Catherine would call it in her parlance, generational stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but then he said that he was posting impure videos in Japanese, that he had been oh, doing I that. the posting. Okay. And he mentioned pornography. Mm. He also mentioned demons that he had been visited by in the night. Oopsie. Okay. That's, uh, that's a big thing for Catherine. Yeah. And she picks up on that. So presumably a reference to night hallucinations which are which are really common it's yeah. like one in five people will at some point have like a one of these night terror experiences or a night paralysis mm -hmm. and his seem to be specifically sexual so mm. this has also been around for a long time the incubus mm -hmm. the succubus queen mab we're referring to the phenomenon of people feeling like they are half asleep and a spirit comes and has sex with them. Either yeah. willingly or not willingly, this kind of varies. And I think probably just good old-fashioned wet dreams. You're having a sexy dream. Alongside some kind of paralysis, usually. Uh, but I think for her, that would count like, even if in your dreams you're thinking impure thoughts, that's right. from right. the devil, a demon. Right, and you are responsible for whatever your brain served you yeah. while you were literally unconscious. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you could speak to something 
something that's there, but in this case, she assumes it's a demon. Yeah. So, but what there's like a really heartbreaking thing about this yeah, kid. Yeah. So she's already kind of interacted with him a bit, but then he mentions that. Which did we say his age, by the way? Early 20s. Yeah. Young guy. Yeah. And then he mentions that he's had homosexual thoughts. Thoughts. Yeah. And for a long time. And then when he tells again the whole audience, because She'll hold the microphone up to herself when she's talking, and then she'll, like a reporter, put it in front of their face when it's Mm -hmm. time for them to renounce or whatever. He then tells the whole assembled room, yeah, I thought that I was gay, but then I realized that wasn't real. And that got a big applause from the audience. And and you can't feel it from homosexual thoughts. Uh, I I thought that my identity is gay, but it was not. It was uh, my real identity is child Thank you. Oh! That's just so sad. Yeah, yeah. You're probably gay. And yeah. and it's definitely okay. <laughs> why are we right. clapping for this? This is definitely okay. <laughs> and we're just reinforcing this. Oh yeah. It was Oh yeah. I was it's... like, I'm not I'm not part of this crowd. Oh my god. I'm it not is... clapping. It is a brutal way to start out a faith healing. We have 13 people we have to get through. And number one, number one is young gay man from Japan Mm -hmm. who comes for being healed of his gayness. That's a number one. Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's it's so brutal. And she she receives this with the face of someone who's like, oh. I know that it must have been so hard for you to bring this to me, but don't worry. I love you. I'm enveloping you. Oh, it's okay. It so reminds me of like when I was in church and they were like, I hate this sin, love this sinner. And like, I know that it comes from this good place, but it's ignoring like that you have any responsibility in this other than a kind face, a Mm -hmm. sweet and, you know, a sweet uh, embrace. You have more, you have more responsibility than that here. Right. And you're using this voice that is, it almost sounds caricatured. It sounds simpering, but it's very close to what Catherine Crick is doing, as you'll yeah. hear in these clips we're going to insert in this episode. Mm-hmm. which It's condescending. It's, it's absolutely condescending. It makes me uncomfortable on so many levels. Yeah. And, and it's never like, it's never a quick proclamation where it's just like, okay, you are healed. Praise you, Jesus. Move on. No, she'll like just kind of start restating the same thing multiple times. It'll take her a good paragraph just to get out <laughs> what she's doing. And in this case, she says, I detach you from everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, all of the above. I don't know how to summarize this. Everything on your list. So apparently he had like a list. And yes, many he had people a do. List. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Break every generational curse off your life, off of this, your family now, and I detach you from everything you have renounced, everything that's on this list that you wrote, and I declare every spirit attached, every spiritual spouse, every intersexual spirit, the spirit that comes in the night, I declare all must go now in Jesus' name. 
Wow. Big, Great. Big. Okay. May people be changed by your testimony, because that had come up that he was now inspired to go speak his testimony in Japan. Yeah. One thing she said there really made my ears perk up, and that was spiritual spouses. And I was like, what? What is that? Yeah. So when I first heard this, I assumed that it was people you've had sex with, and so you're sort of spiritually linked to them. Because this is an idea I heard when I was a teenager, which is like, you have sex with anybody, they're kind of like your husband, so now you need to, you know, repent of that and kind of sever that cord, Mm. or you're emotionally tied to them. But no. Yeah, and just a quick web search here. A spirit spouse is a widespread element of shamanism distributed through all continents and at all cultural levels. Mm -hmm. I immediately think of people having spiritual spouses in Antarctica. But uh, these... Travis McHenry, let us know. (laughs) Yeah, are there any in West Antarctica? Often these spirit husbands slash wives are seen as the primary helping spirits of the shaman who assist them in their work and help them gain power in the world of spirit. Whoa. Yeah, so this is tied into her whole witchcraft witchcraft thing. thing. Exactly. Like somebody was saddling you with this spirit husband slash wife who is giving you these impure thoughts and dreams. this is so bad. Yeah. This is so bad. And she'll mention this a couple times, but like, whoa, did you learn that from Jordavy? Oh, very Might be one of his talking points. Very likely. Oh, my God. You guys, listen, we never need to add agency. We never need to do it. If you are worried that someone, oh, oh, no, this person doesn't realize that there's an agent involved, that there's a character involved, that there's someone harming them. Don't worry. They've thought about it. Every human alive considers this first. We Mm. first think, oh, no, another agent has done this to me. And we have to be talked out of it. And Catherine Crick is going backwards. She's doing it backwards. So these people are like, I don't know, maybe um, uh, uh, I'm having a weird experience at night. And she's like, no. That's a demon. We don't need this. We don't need people to do this for us. It sends us into insanity. Literally, it can break your sanity. We don't need it. Preach. Thank you. Yeah, that's a a good point. I think usually when an agent is involved, meaning another thinking person, you'll probably- Or animal even. You'll probably know about it. Yeah, quickly. If that's not it, certainly consider that, but try to find other explanations that don't involve other thinking creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of things are not explicable by other people and homunculi and invisible spirits. Right. Like with sleep paralysis, it's you. The only character Mm -hmm. is you. Right. And all your ancestors and evolution. You may see really cool things when you're on that drug. That doesn't mean they're real. That just means your brain is very interesting and you've lit up some unusual parts of it. Mm-hmm. That and, was you again. And that can be very cool without necessarily invoking anything from the outside. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Yeah, Catherine is taking us from our modern day, our modern age, where we've kind of gotten a societal hold on that mm-hmm. and saying, let's go back to our more primitive <laughs> right. brain and really search for who's mad at you, who's trying to wreck your life. There's somebody out there. You can't see them, but we know about them by inference. And how about I set up my church in downtown Los Angeles with the largest population of people with homelessness, mental illness, addiction in the mm-hmm. developed world. Mm-hmm. I set up there and I'm like, everybody come in and I'm going to try to extra convince you that spirits yeah. are causing your problems. Uh, Good. A, a Good. Po- a population of people who don't have a lot of money, but they have some. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And it could be mine. Or George Davies. Okay, so yeah. um, volunteer number two. <laughs> and you've, you've labeled this volunteer despair. Yes. Oh, poor lady. Despair. Also in her early 20s. 
mm-hmm. young Latina woman. Yes. Um, oh, man. Just a girl going through it. Like the entire time she's up there, six-ish minutes that she's mm-hmm. up on stage, she's just writhing. She's miserable, this poor girl. Catherine does this thing that really irritates me, and she does it all throughout this whole service, and that's referring to every woman as hun. You want to come up here, hon? Oh, I didn't notice that that was gendered. She definitely says hun a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, she might have said it to some men, but it feels like every woman is hun. Oh, okay. All right, can I can, can I have you come up right now here, hun? God wants to heal yeah, you. Yeah, she definitely says hun a lot. <sighs> Stop it. Two family members came up, a very young girl, like in her teenage years, and then uh, maybe her mother, I don't know, someone older. They both yeah. came up and flanked her, but they didn't really say anything. Okay. They did pass out in the spirit. Yes. And were lowered to the ground. So this is a thing that's expected, and sometimes it seems like Catherine's waiting for it, which is after she does the healing on you, you're kind of expected to fall backwards into the arms of a collecting agent. And I think this plays a big role Because I'm just going to spoil it outright. I'm sorry, but we don't see any spontaneous healings where Mm -hmm. a broken arm becomes straight or nothing obvious. Someone in a wheelchair gets out and starts doing somersaults. Nothing like that. Right. Carrie's toe stops hurting and she can walk normal. (laughs) Yeah. We do see lots of people being overcome, coughing, retching, crying, falling over. This is dramatic. And sure, there's going to be a part of everyone's brain there that's thinking, oh, wow, people don't normally do this. Yeah. I went to the office yesterday. Nobody retched. But you know where you do see this kind of stuff in our everyday life without demons? Funerals. Well, yeah. Right? It's that kind of like, yeah, I don't even know what to do with my emotion. You know, that kind of guttural. Ross is really liking this demonstration. I can see it. I have not seen that funeral, but sounds like a rollicking good time. But you know, you know yeah, I mean, like yeah. in our culture, we have Being like a little more opportunities in. where we are able to express strong emotion. At Ella's funeral, mm-hmm. everyone was crying, but also kind of trying to rein it in a little because that's like sort of more the tradition in, mm. in our culture. But okay. like, but you know, you hear about the mourners who are you know wailing their heads off, and people used to hire people to wear black and mourn and all oh, that. Yeah, like it feels like that. Like I am. I really am feeling something, but I'm also demonstrating Uh how much I'm feeling it. And maybe it's a bit of catharsis. Maybe it's kind of a little fun to have an opportunity where like, oh, we can do this. We can just fully just let it all out where we don't normally. Mm -hmm. And in fact, as much as this is us kind of analyzing this thing and saying overall it's not helpful... I do look at these people crying and saying their greatest sins out loud and think for many of them, there could be a really positive benefit just to be like, wow, I'm finally putting it out there. I'm the saying, confession it. Part. yeah, this has been silent for me for so long. You know, I've been crying to myself, but now I can just like ball and let it all out. Mm-hmm. I can see that 
in that mm-hmm. moment, releasing a lot of mm-hmm. neurotransmitters. So you're feeling endorphins and you're feeling different, mm-hmm. you know, in a different state of mind. Uh, I, I can see why that element might be a release. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's the real argument for confession. Yeah. But but we were talking about people falling over. And I think kind of like stage hypnotism, this is sort of a expectation that you have when you're attending this. You've mm-hmm. seen other people fall over. And not only do you have men, tall, strapping men, there, there was four of them in the service, who are taking turns getting behind everybody who might fall over. But you also have uh, either one of those strapping men or some other person with the ministry. They're ready with blue blankets. And so as soon as you topple over, if you go backwards, within seconds, you'll have a blue blanket launched on top of you. Uh, there's also a woman carrying around a bucket. Yes, I didn't notice her until I was watching the video. But yeah, she is waiting for someone to vomit. Like our amigos <laughs> at uh, Rhythmia, uh, they're ready for people to throw up. And yeah, we didn't see that. Mm-mm. You see people like cough and look maybe kind of ill, but we didn't catch any vomiting. But yeah, the, the I wonder buck- what they call that. Uh, if they have a name position. For- <laughs> oh, you're on the bucket today. Oh, you're the vomiteer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have a big roll of paper towels inside the bucket. So they're ready. You just have to remove the paper towels first. Mm-hmm. And then. And she's ready. She's following each person around the stage. Yeah. I didn't see her until I was rewatching the video. If you're going to spew, like, Look at this spew in this. She doubled as a <laughs> Spanish translator as well, which is. Oh, right. Okay. Very helpful. So, yeah, she, she was doing the Lord's work there. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, just thought I'd lay that out while we're talking about this young woman her family members kind of passed out very quickly didn't say much but they fell backwards they were caught and they just kind of sat there with the blue blankets on them until their relative was dismissed yes and it's very funny to see everybody stand up because they're acting as if they've swooned but then when the moment's (laughs) over usually they're like all right well the blood pressure in my head didn't actually change. So time to get up now. It's always fascinating to watch kids in all this because uh-huh. I can remember uh-huh. my perspective as a kid seeing this kind of stuff happen around me like, huh, this is what adults do, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you're looking up at all these expectant faces and like, huh, okay, so this is normal. Okay, what are you doing? That's normal. Okay. okay. All right. But yeah, the, there was this, I assume, younger sister, and she got up after all of this and looked as nonchalant as can be like, yeah. okay, are we done laying down now? All right. The yeah. six minutes are over. Nice and... little half nap there. <laughs> totally. But yeah, what so, happened with her sister? So yes, despair, as we're calling her. I think the reason she actually stood stood up is because she has been violent to her boyfriend she was saying that she seemed to be her biggest complaint yeah has been hitting him she felt really guilty that she's been hitting her boyfriend yeah okay Yeah, yeah makes sense And so she has now attributed this to like, you know, demons or spirits or Mm -hmm. whatever. So Catherine asks her what she wants to renounce. And she's like, well, the thing I was mostly embarrassed about was hitting my boyfriend. But Mm. um, but okay, I mean, a weed, Uh porn, masturbation. And you could see her kind of like, like, is this... Is yeah. this what you want? What kind of, yeah, what kind of stuff are you looking for? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. masturbate a boy, lot. Boy, I mean, I already mentioned beating up my boyfriend, but okay. Um, <laughs> sometimes I smoke pot. Um, she, she mentioned, at some point, you just call out esoteric concepts. Yeah, uh, I, I renounce uh, jealousy, rejection, anger, manipulation, confusion, <laughs> control. 
but you know, pretty much like hitting my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I really feel like it's the hitting my boyfriend thing. And Despair also says that she has this rejection sensitivity. She feels rejected a lot. Mm -hmm. Catherine removes the demons by removing word curses. Um, yeah. Which I guess means someone's out loud saying a curse on you. Okay. I guess. Sounds right. And that makes Despair convulse. So she, she hears that and... And she has some sort of emotional reaction because she starts doubling over and he kind of heaving. Uh, yeah. Uh. And you know, spiritual world confirmed. You look, right. look, look how she reacted when those words were said look to her. The ab reaction. This is the most supernatural thing that you're going to witness is people's yeah. reactions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the person having the reaction probably doesn't even really know. I guess sometimes they know they're the show. But you don't even have to. You could be thinking, I'm not the proof. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The, there's yeah. just this sort of diffusal of and evidence. And there's so much reliance on what other people are doing in that moment. Like, oh, wow, well, she just did all that. And yeah. okay, well, I guess that's kind of what I should do when I get pulled up on the stage. And yeah. okay, let's just run with it. I really do feel like it's akin to uh, stage hypnosis. Uh-huh. Oh, totally. Yep. I totally agree. And Catherine always ends with these very strong declarative statements. She says that God is finishing it now. Yes, because God had begun his healing before. Mm. So this kind of implies that this woman, maybe she's even been here before, but she's clearly gotten healings before. Oh, good point. Yeah, there are a lot of repeat customers. We've already seen quite a few, and I'm sure Catherine recognizes people that maybe she's already done this for. Mm -hmm. That's where it gets really awkward with the language because Catherine's declaring total healing right. for everyone of all curses. Right. But then the next time they show up, and also this curse. <laughs> You know, really? What, did you not get that one before when you said all curses? Right. And why are my symptoms exactly the same? So Catherine spoke, complete freedom now, freedom and peace to every part of your body and your mind. So that lady is fine now. She will never have a problem again. Never Isn't that again. Great? Now, what's weird is she continued to lay there writhing and crying and I would say didn't look happy. Right. Yep, but she all the was time. cured of her despair, and that's that. But as Catherine will remind us time and time again. Thank you, Jesus. I declare now that the devil cannot steal what you have received. Some of you have been healed. You know you were healed. Some of you have been freed. You know you were freed. The devil hates this, and he wants to make you think that it didn't really happen. I expose this lie now, and I declare that you are healed, that you are free. And the devil can never win. Too bad, devil. All right. And she's just preparing you for the inevitable realization later when all of the excitement dies down and all the hormones go back to their regular levels. You're going to be like, wait a second. I still feel really bummed about this. I still, I, I still have all the same problems I did before. My ailments have not gone away. That's the devil telling you that nothing happened. It might feel like it's reality testing. It might feel like it's analyzing the evidence. It might feel like it's taking Ugh. a step back and asking yourself, Ugh. just giving yourself a critical thinking moment. But Horrible. actually, it's none of those things. It's another agent. Yes. The devil. The devil. Who's there waiting in the wings to point out, wait a second, Catherine Crick sounded very confident, but nothing actually changed mm -hmm. materially. Huh. Huh. Yeah, bad thoughts. Yeah. So that's a little bit of that uh, thought control. 
one of the aspects of uh, cult detection. Yeah, I find all those terms like so impenetrable. But mm. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's certainly it's a thought stopping cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's meant it's certainly to pushing those impressions on people. It's meant to warn you in advance when your brain starts doing this natural thing to make sense of the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. already pre-installing mm-hmm. a pop-up mm-hmm. that's going mm-hmm. to guide you back to Catherine. Yep, definitely. All right. So, what about the repentant mother? What does she have to repent for? Well, first of all, I should say, I wrote down that she's in her late 40s. What do you think? She's up on your screen. What yeah, do you say? I'd say Did I get it right? right? Yeah. Yes. I'm very <laughs> bad at ages. Um, a, a Caucasian woman, the only one, really, that we saw. Yeah, she's the only person in our spreadsheet that we guessed was Caucasian. You weren't called up. You were Caucasian. True. Catherine Kirk is Caucasian. But yeah, her audience is largely not. Yeah, we called her the repentant mother. This poor woman also welcomed as hun yeah so she was just standing off to the side she's stage right can you come here hun and god is freeing you boy we i saw this on video like this woman was not making a ruckus at all it was like Catherine went from stage left to stage right and she needed someone and it was this woman who she made eye contact that's a good point Catherine will kind of mix it up Amongst the crowd, as you as you would want to, not feel like you're just ignoring one side of the room. Maybe yeah. everybody would start relocating to that side of the room if you were doing that. But also, she'll pass over people who are wearing crutches and looking up <laughs> expectantly. Mm-hmm. She'll pass over a woman just like violently shaking in the front row. Mm-hmm. And like you said, sometimes she'll grab someone who's just sitting there kind of benignly and they'll have this look of like, oh, me? Me? Oh, okay, great. Uh, all right, I, sure. I did have something in mind, so sure, okay. Why not? We're all standing there with something in mind, so okay, me. So yeah, this woman, I guess, has battled addiction for many years and it sounds mm. like probably Child Protective Services took her kid away. Yeah. And as she tells it she's doing much better now and wants her kid back but you know once that process has started it's really hard to roll back yeah and so she's sobbing and she says i want to renounce that my son got taken from me because of my disease and i'm sober now and i want him back but i want to renounce the broken heart that i have for my baby and i want to renounce the anger that he has for what happened and oh my goodness yeah your heart goes out to this woman yeah and wishes she were not here right a situation that needs like actual problem solving Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know like oh yeah your brain is caught on this that makes sense it's time to like really go for it like let's problem solve this situation instead of let's look at what your legal options are and let's look at precedent of how other people have handled similar situations and maybe you can start a visitation before you work on custody or something like that you know and and maybe not maybe the answer is acceptance all i know is the answer is probably not standing here and having a lady wave her hands over you indeed she also renounces being stubborn being rebellious lying worrying, doubt, fear. So everybody can kind of come up with a a list of things that have been present in their minds that feel like personal failings. Mm -hmm. So Catherine breaks her generational curses. More agenticity. Yep. Removes spirits of Mm -hmm. addiction and fear. So not removing addiction and fear, but spirits of them, agents. And declares, be free completely now. And it's it's very funny to see this on the video because... The repentant mother's eyes are closed and she kind of misses her cue a little. And it reminded me of when Catherine is getting her uh, anointing. <laughs> falls down before the oils hit her head. Early. This lady falls a little too late. But um, she teeters a bit. She falls backward. And the guy who I'm calling Slick Guy, uh-huh. um, <laughs> the one who, if I had to put a bet on Catherine's boyfriend, it would be him. He catches her 
puts someone puts a blanket on her. Okay. Yeah, all of the catchers and uh boy, what a catch. <laughs> are wearing like light colored shirts, some jeans, some slacks. Uh but yeah, they're always around and they're kind of doubled bodyguards slash catchers of people who fall over and they're they're the all weirdest vibe yeah it's a strange vibe so just like uh security officers or something and, nothing that reminds me of god uh, but also they'll run around if something needs to be done real quick there's one guy in particular that i'm quite fond of that i call supermodel jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> and he looks like he looks like Jesus, but a little more filled out. Mm-hmm. Jesus says in the Western depiction of the sure. white guy with long kind of flowing hair, not as long as traditional Jesus, uh, but he's got a beard, a nicely kept beard. And and, and uh, Chandler Bing hair. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, kind of waves on either side. And he liked the others, but he just stands out to me like they all kind of keep their eyes sort of down on the ground. They're mm-hmm. always in this like position of submission just ready to go where they need to be, but not draw attention to themselves. And he... Okay, interesting. He always looks to me like he's three seconds from crying. Whoa, I need to pay more attention to this guy because Slick Guy looks to me like... He's a little tuned out. Yeah, he looks like someone who's like uh, trying to scare me with his presence. Oh, interesting. Okay. I remember seeing him earlier as we walked in. He was just kind of near the entrance, keeping an eye on things. And he gave us both kind of the what's up sort of nod. Okay, yeah. He just, you know, he just didn't seem as dedicated to his craft. Oh, interesting. See, he strikes me as just like the suspicious intaker. The, um, who are those people at Scientology? OSI, OSA. The OSA, people, yeah. Yeah, the people who are kind of like. Office of Special Affairs. Okay, and they're like hired to be suspicious. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's hired to be suspicious. To let you know that you're being observed. Yes. And this should affect your behavior. Yeah. Buzz off. Leave mm-hmm. Scientology alone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm quite smitten with supermodel Jesus. But you see, he's a little red in the face. And look, he looks like he's about to cry. I'm showing Carrie this photo I'm yeah. very, very proud of. That yeah, I got. very evocative. And I showed it to some of my friends last night, and uh, both gay and straight, they all looked at him and went, oh, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like you... Give me more supermodel Jesus. You might Jesus. have stayed in Christianity if this had been your <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> very taken with him. Uh, all of them. Happy birthday. They take turns, so one service, you know, you won't see one guy, but you'll see two of the others, or, you know, there will be some new guy. So I assume there has to be some sort of... Um, like quick training that they get. Okay, you stand behind. You're always ready. Here's how they fall. Here's where you want to grab them. Don't make sure you're not touching their breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Good advice. I've seen them kind of like reaching their hands out. They'll have their hands in the supplicating posture. And I'll see them even sometimes like kind of tap on the back of the person to kind of say, hey, I'm here. Oh. So if you feel the need to fall. Should you feel the need I'll to be fall here to grab you. And I don't know why that would be. It certainly wouldn't be because I just be- tapped you. Because that looks better than what also happens sometimes, which is somebody kind of checking behind them mm. like, uh, like a kid in a temper tantrum. You know, like, I'm really mad and I want to demonstrate it, but also let me make sure that the ground is clear sure before. Good. Yeah. Sometimes people kind of look behind them. Is this clear? Can I fall backwards? And you'll see a very controlled fall uh-huh i was gonna make a 9-11 joke but <laughs> <laughs> really controlled demolition yeah. Yeah. And, and then they'll you know like lay themselves down in a controlled move of the spirit so i just i find this incredibly fascinating this sort of studied role that mm-hmm. these men have as the catchers totally yeah and they're communicating a lot with that role i mean they're basically telling people to fall 
So if I had to guess someone that Catherine Crick is secretly in a relationship, I'm going to put my money down on supermodel Jesus. Okay, I'm going to put it down on Jesus himself. Okay, so well, let's clap, talk clap, about clap, this for clap, a second. Clap, clap, clap. So Catherine Crick does not claim to be married. Yes. And in fact, you found in her book, The Secret of the Anointing, she says she wishes she yes. could have gotten married. She had at one point... Until basically she was called to ministry, she really wanted to be a wife and mother. And when she was called to ministry, felt grief that Mm. this was going to take up most of her time and she may not be a wife and mother anytime soon. Yeah. And in the last episode, you heard her on that TV show. You saying, oh, I hope God provides the right one for me. I'm a virgin. That was at the age of 24. Now she's 32. Anyway, so I was just thinking in my mind, she's not married. But I was watching videos of her, and all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, she wears a wedding ring or a ring on her left ring finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this purple triangle shape. Amethyst, maybe. Yeah, it's it's quite large. Yeah, it's either an amethyst or something else that's purple. And so I went back in older videos, and I found a window between early 2017 and later 2018 where in one she wasn't wearing the wedding ring anything before that and then anything after she's wearing the ring on her wedding finger so i started to harbor the suspicion she might be secretly married Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe because i just feel bad for her if she doesn't have any legitimate way to have sex with another person i don't i feel bad for her i don't feel bad for the guy yeah assuming that she wants to yeah maybe it's not her thing yeah also totally fine But but if she wanted kids from the show that we saw it seemed like you know she was into that. Anyways, uh, we oh, tr- good point, good point. Like she at least, yeah, has a sex drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we tried to obtain marriage records, but you need more info in yeah California. I don't think she's married. It doesn't. It doesn't strike that suspicion in me. But yeah, it, it, also like her her life is so cloaked in mystery that like you say that, and I'm like, huh. I Could thought be. it would be a fun reveal if she was because yeah. there would be a lot of hypocrisy there in things sure. that she said and done. But you pointed out with the book that she would be outright deceiving people if yeah. she was hiding that. So I am now on the side of her not being married. I just okay. thought I'd register. Yeah, yeah. She's always wearing that You're ring. You were vibe crawling. You were vibe crawling I'm the vibe, ring. I'm yeah. vibe crawling hard. We uh, See, on this show, we do not <laughs> speculate. We wouldn't. But what we do do <laughs> is vibe claw. <laughs> but we will label it. We will label it. Next, we have probably my least favorite healing of the day. Um, We called him undefeated. Oh, yeah, this poor guy. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, my God. Uh, A Hispanic man. He has been a minister himself. Yeah, he was a missionary and uh, went to Bible college and and has gotten a number of healings. And he kept letting her know, like, oh, yeah, I know this stuff. I know I've done this. Yeah. Like... I tried. But... I got cancer. I have cancer that is spreading. So something's going on, again, because of all this agenticity. Can it just be that cancer randomly affects people Uh without any reflection on what they've done? And that it's spreading right now as I stand before you talking to (sighs) you quite quickly. It's famous for that. Yeah. So she... Of course, what's the solution? Get him to renounce something. Get him to confess something. But he has confessed mm-hmm. a lot of stuff already. So he's at a loss. He's like, um, okay, I went to rehab a long time ago. It sounds like this was years ago. But I'm Catherine Crick and I have a hammer. So where's your nail? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but uh, this doesn't apply in this situation. I've been a faithful servant of the Lord. 
And he had like waved her down too. So she's like, I don't know, give me something. So he's like, I went to rehab a long time ago. Um, I thought I had renounced everything. I even went to Bible school. I was a missionary. He's like, I tried to make up for this. In other words, none of this works. Yes. But but he says, but I believe. I believe it'll work. I believe mm-hmm. it can. Even him there, he didn't come up on the stage. He was still on the ground, but she's holding the microphone to him. And even then, he's like using this opportunity to preach about Jesus and Jesus being the only way. It's like, and <sighs> yeah, and his um, his wife, son, and daughter are standing with him. Mm-hmm. He says something about avoiding drugs, and I couldn't tell if he meant the drugs he used to be addicted to or if he meant like chemo treatment. Yeah, quite likely. Um, but so she says, I speak all of the cancer out of your body. In Jesus' name. Okay. Does all mean all? I think so. Okay. She says, praise God. Your faith is releasing healing to you now. I break every generational curse of illness and cancer, every spirit of infirmity, cancer, and death, and all witchcraft, which he had not mentioned. No one had mentioned witchcraft. But she loves to invoke witchcraft. It's everywhere. But isn't it interesting? She did not invoke it with the one white person, but she keeps invoking it with all the Latino people. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Huh. Okay. He had not mentioned it. Um, so she heals him. He looks just like desperate but elated because there's no, he, he doesn't know. Like, is he yeah. going to go back to the doctor and they're going to say, hey, all these cells are no longer yeah. there all over your x-ray. I mean, he does fall down on the ground, either out of expectation or maybe he's feeling it in this moment. Uh, but oh, I just, I know that's not going to change anything for him. At least there's no way for us to confirm during this healing service that anything happened. Exactly. And uh, we've already been forewarned that later on when we ask such questions, we're just, um, you know, being affected by the devil. Yeah. But what about this man with cancer mm-hmm. who needs attention, timely attention? Within a minute, the whole family is standing again, Mm. which I was like, so Drew has pretty significant syncope, which means like he faints easily. Oh, okay. And so I see someone get faint eh, once every two weeks, something like that. I see see this happen with Drew and he's, he can manage it, but like he has to sit down for definitely more than a minute when this happens. So like, I'm just sort of used now to the rhythm of fainting, at least in Drew. And I'm like, you're getting up. You're getting up already, like, under a minute later. Like, you, you didn't... There was oh, no blood mm-hmm. pressure drop. This was all persuasion. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if we've witnessed people falling over where it feels like it was completely out of their control. Mm. Uh, I mean, there would be candidates for that. Yes, but totally. N- none where I would say, oh, for sure, like, the blood just dropped out of her and she, you know, yeah, couldn't help herself. Uh, interesting. Yeah, and I, I definitely don't mean all these people are pretending. Mm. Um, I don't think they are, but but I do think like there's this element of convincing all of them that like something really profound and physiological happened, and the proof is in the pudding. You fell over, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, like really examine that yourself. Did you fall over, or were you like, oh, this is the part where I fall. I kind of feel like falling. Oh, there's the teeter. Here I go. Yeah, it's really being relied upon as a form of evidence because otherwise all you have is Catherine Crick's very confident words and then people's reactions. Yeah, she's using you as the evidence. So what do you think? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Well, I mean, it would be super uncomfortable and this is what you and I would have to do, which is just to stand there and say, okay, thanks. Hmm. Okay. I'm not... I mean, I don't feel anything right oh, now. Yeah, you mean if she had healed us. Uh-huh. Yeah, to like in the moment, not yes. follow the script, not fall yes. down, not say thank you. Oh, yes, I'm all better. 
Yes. Uh, but just to be like, okay, and how am I supposed to note this? You know, that that's yep. hard to do. It is. In this front was of going a crowd. through my head when I was like trying to get her to call me up for my toe healing. I'm like, okay, so, you know, I need to. I want to be open and receptive, but. Right. The best carry needs to show up and be willing for the possibility that you'll heal my toe. And if you don't, then within seconds, I need to change my goal to confronting you. Great. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> but then, you know, then. Uh, Cut the live stream. Cut the live stream. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of dreading it, but she didn't call me. I also think maybe I should not have worn my Harvard sweater that day. I think I stuck out. <laughs> like uh, frowning, maybe? frowning Harvard student on crutches by herself. With, looking the, pretty with, quiz- pissed off. with the quizzical and pissed off alternating <laughs> looks. Yeah. Might have had something to do with it. I'm usually better at hiding it, I think. <laughs> but man, this time, even afterward, I was telling you, like, I could not put on a happy face yeah, here. It yeah. was rough. Uh, this poor pastor guy was uh, still on the ground when they started interviewing his wife. And she was a Spanish speaker. So the, the bucket lady uh, came by to translate. And so the wife renounced santeria witchcraft from her ancestors uh maybe a few other things but then catherine but whenever catherine gets a listen she can't keep all of it in her head she just says mm-hmm. like i release you from all of that everything you said and the family and the children all of you are released all the spirits must go and then the wife also falls down to join her husband yeah and catherine says hallelujah thank you jesus Yuck. Okay, then there was uh, a woman I'm calling Peace. She actually said her age. Okay, 57. 57, like Heinz ketchup. What had I guessed like in that column? Like a fine Heinz. 25? Oh, no, no, you wrote 57. 15. Because she said okay. it. Oh, good, 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 good. You guys, I'm so bad at guessing age. Here's what I think it is. I'm 40, and my whole life I've heard like when you're 40, like, oh, it's when it all tanks, but I'm still hot. So it throws everything off for me. Uh, now yeah, I don't do know do? how old anybody is. Uh, Everyone I see, I'm like, they're hot. I don't know. They're my age. Up is down. Left is right. Yeah. Okay. 40. Are you attractive? You're 40. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's happening for me. Okay. These so 40 in times. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It ties in with that's our podcast. pretty good. Uh, okay. Okay. Look at this guy over here. Uh, sorry, listeners. I've already earned my keep for the day. So it's just going to be Carrie from here on out. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Um, okay, so Peace. She was stage left. She's female. I'm guessing mixed race, maybe black and Latina. And she locks eyes with Catherine and raises her handwritten list. So she has mm-hmm. come prepared. We've talked Ugh. about her before because she's there with her son who is autistic. Yeah, nonverbal autistic boy. Yeah, and uh, earlier when they were in the crowd, like his hands are just kind of constantly jittering and running around. He touched me a couple times because yeah. I was within arm reach. Uh, yeah, his hand will run into his pants. It'll run up into his nose and yes. into his ear. You know. Yeah, he has what's called stereotypies, which are these like motor behaviors and verbal behaviors that just read as unusual for you know the rest of yeah. us. Um, and in the last episode when I mentioned that handwritten note that I saw someone was holding it was peace this woman that we're calling peace. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So she locks eyes with Catherine, she's raising her handwritten list. Catherine brings her up there and the first words basically out of this woman's mouth are basically like I am struggling so much with my family. Yeah. Uh, my so her husband I guess has uh, a similar condition. Mm-hmm. She said it said he I think doesn't have an autism diagnosis, but like 
a lot of the behaviors are the same. So all it seems like all the caregiving burden has fallen to this woman. Yeah, yeah. So I write down in the spreadsheet, caregiver stress. Mm-hmm. And then I realized as I was filling out this spreadsheet, how many times I was writing caregiver stress. Oh, really? Like so oh. many of the women that she calls <sighs> up. They, you know, you really have to be sort of looking for it. You have to be making a spreadsheet, right? Because there's so much other goop in there. Oh, uh, also my grandfather was mm. in Santa Maria. Oh, also my brother does this. Oh, and I don't know, like one time I did pot. But then like when I actually get to, okay, but what was the what was the thing that made you stand up and go to Catherine Crick? A lot of the time it was this. I am the person in the family who's looking out for another person, multiple other people. I'm bearing that burden all the time. I'm exhausted. I've been doing hard work. Yeah. Let me come so you can do easy work and say it's all good. And I have recognized myself as like the person in the family responsible for the entire family. Yeah. And so Catherine, what she will do when this happens is she doesn't heal the boy standing next to her. She doesn't heal when there's a woman with a wheelchair with a boy in a wheelchair. She doesn't heal the boy in the wheelchair. She doesn't heal this nonverbal kid. Hmm. All of her healing is still directed at this woman. That's true. Right? She'll, she'll talk about a sound mind and, uh, and other things. But you're right. It's all addressed to... To her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like she accepts that. Oh, you've taken the whole burden for the family. Wonderful. Mm. Wonderful. This makes my job so much easier. I will heal him through you and make this your responsibility interesting yeah and uh she looks pretty well to do like just the way she's dressed she's mm-hmm. dressed nicely has a mm-hmm. nice purse she's yep she's carrying a clutch she's got uh pretty gold earrings yeah so i think i think Catherine probably recognizes her as seed money that's what i say to that um so of course Catherine encourages her to keep coming back with more and more seed so this transformation can continue because she might not see a cure immediately, Mm -hmm. you know? She may need to hold out for it, but if she keeps coming back with more money, then she may see success in curing her son's autism. You know, I I was scanning the subsequent Sunday healing services, and I don't think I've seen that woman and her son again. Okay. I could be wrong about that, but I hope that's the case. And this is only a few weeks ago, so. Yeah, there's been like maybe four or five services since then. Maybe it worked. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it worked, or maybe this woman kind of realized, wait, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. I need more support. Yeah. Maybe I need to use my money on getting support. Actual support. Man, this is a bummer, guys. It's a bummer. It's a real <laughs> Merry bummer. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve <laughs> as you're listening. Set out those presents for the little ones. <laughs> okay. How about the next person? Yeah. Who well, we have done as adult wheelchair user. Well, yeah, who's not there, but Ka- yeah, Catherine starts scanning the crown. She's like, where was, I saw someone in a wheelchair. I uh, have no other description of them. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. I just know there was a wheelchair. Are they no longer here? And so someone points out a child in a wheelchair who has very similar attention issues to the boy we just saw. And she's like, okay, but no, not that one. There was another wheelchair. Okay, well, I just have a message for that person wherever you are. <laughs> and the message is, if anyone knows them, the person in the wheelchair, I send this anointing to you and declare healing to you, freedom and healing. Well, that did a lot. Okay, cool. So if you're that person, let us know if that worked. Last week, The Greatest Generation, the comedy podcast about old Star Trek TV shows like Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, 
just had its 500th episode. And Greatest Trek, the podcast about the new Star Trek shows like Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, and Discovery, just had its 250th episode. So whether you have a task that's roughly 750 hours long, or you want to learn about some of the production techniques that go into making one of the greatest franchises in television history, you should give us a try either way. The Greatest Generation and Greatest Trek, the best-reviewed, most-listened-to Star Trek podcasts in the world. They're on Maximum Fun. Okay, moving on to now the mother of the young boy in the wheelchair. Yes, so this is a Latina woman. I have her down as mid-40s. Sounds about right. Yes. And we get the uh, translation again. Yes, right. So a lot of these people are using earpieces to hear a Spanish translation, but this woman isn't. She's just got the the woman with the bucket Mm -hmm. translating for her. So yeah, so her her son, who's wearing a shark shirt, really cute little like probably eight year old kid, mm-hmm. is in a wheelchair, nonverbal autism most likely. Yeah, it seems like Catherine doesn't even need an explanation of why she's standing in front of her, but she says, "What do you want to renounce?" Mm-hmm. And so she says, "I want to renounce any generational curse of witchcraft." Hmm. And it made me wonder, like, well, okay, you are volunteer number seven. Uh, She keeps mentioning witchcraft. Did you actually have the idea that there was witchcraft in your family? Or did you hear it seven times? Right, right. Right. Or have you attended this church before in general and just know that bad things in your life means witchcraft? And I have a son who's, you know, not physically and mentally like I would expect him to be. I'm going to blame witches. Right. Generational curses. I'm a Spanish-speaking Latina woman living in the United States. I can definitely imagine that she's been taught that whatever her like ancestral religion might be is actually demonic. Mm-hmm. So she's probably internalized that. But anyway, so Catherine, of course, accepts this. Oh, good. She has renounced witchcraft. And again, caregiver stress, right? Yeah, um, totally. She didn't mention shame or guilt, but Catherine keeps like saying, I want to remove your shame. I want to remove your guilt. So there is like this burden you see on this mother of just the burden of the family. Someone has to stand in the gap and it's just been her because no one else can do it or is doing it. Mm -hmm. So Catherine says, I break every generational curse. I remove every demonic sacrifice made upon this boy's life. I declare every spirit of infirmity that makes problems in his mind, that Mm. makes his mind and body not function properly. All must go now in Jesus' name. I declare he has a sound mind. I speak complete healing to his mind and body in Jesus' name. She declares all guilt, all shame to go from you and this heaviness that you carry all the time. I speak it to be lifted off of you in Jesus' name. And just like she was doing with the singing earlier, this is just her kind of like, I don't know, having this sort of verbal scat performance, you know, where she she just kind of rephrases things in different ways. And it just sounds so positive and affirming. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I declare it now. It's completely confident. It is gone. I have said it. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. You said all those things. And you could see in Catherine her kind of having having to keep the spirit up a little, you know, she'll she'll cure Mm. you. And then if you don't fall over or something, she's like. Okay. All right. Didn't oh, you're not exactly what I wanted. But are you not entertained? Yeah, are you yeah. not satisfied? Okay. And I wonder if she feels doubt in those moments. If she goes like, "Did it work? Did mm. something happen?" Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah what's Did going on in Catherine Crick's mind? Because 
I'll admit my first thought is that she's just feeling annoyance. Like, you didn't play along well enough. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you realize? I already said you completely healed and you're still kind of writhing around and upset or <laughs> you're still looking depressed and ignored. Mm-hmm. And like you said, she'll kind of regroup and do sort of a quick round two just to be like, mm-hmm. "You, I, I declare you completely healed. Okay, hun, go back, sit in your seat. <laughs> you're supposed to do a sort of victory lap. Why aren't you doing it? And then again, this uh, patois of just praise Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you so much you did it again that's sprinkled in all the time just as kind of like a a transitional statement Mm -hmm. what was it an exhale statement is that what you came up with yeah 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 Yeah, she just keeps talking so yeah it's just another example of like claiming to cure developmental disability neurodivergence um yeah and you know people are coming here because nothing else has been a panacea right yeah Okay, so next we have the concerned grandmother. Oh, yeah. Is this fun? We having fun? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Putting the presents under the tree, turning (laughs) on the animatronic Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Concerned grandmother. Concerned grandmother, early 60s Latina downstage left. Look at her. Ross and I are looking at a picture of her. She looks miserable. Her her husband is up next to her. I don't think he really said anything. I think he was just there as window dressing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, boy, those, uh, I was going to say bouncer guys. The catcher guys, they're just, they're on it. They're always right behind whoever's being talked to. Yeah, the guy behind her this time, he's concerned. That guy's involved emotionally. Mm, Interesting. Unlike Slick Guy. Okay, so in this case, Catherine did zero in on her and actually I think wanted the woman from this family as opposed to the rest of the family because she was like, you, you, you there. Uh, Are you together? Can you come? And she's like, she's like, the lady. (laughs) Yeah, and this was a line she used a lot, which uh, reminds me of like a cold reading because it sounds really specific and impressive, but it's just from Catherine. And she said, you, you, you here? You together? Yeah. Can you come? God is touching you right now. She keeps saying that. It's such a funny phrasing to say to someone who doesn't realize it's happening. But she's got her lines. I'll tell you if I'm touched. And this is one of those things where it all blends together when you're just there and, you know, she's saying her thing. But then you realize she has lines. And Mm -hmm. this is one of her lines. God is healing you right now. God wants to heal you. God is touching Touching you right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like touching is so specifically like, I'll tell you if I'm touched. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking to me, maybe. Touching me. It's hard to uh, refute, though. Like, oh, okay, well, God is thinking about me in the moment. I didn't (laughs) know that. I don't feel touched, but... It's such a non-committal phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very unspecific. So this woman has a daughter whose son is autistic. I mean, this is... Again, yeah. This word's getting around. Yeah, yeah. Word's getting around that this is one of the things she cures. And she has like an actual sermon about curing autism. And schizophrenia. (sighs) Yep. Yeah, so she seems to not really know what to renounce. But but this also makes me so uncomfortable, and we've talked about this, but she pulls her up on the stage. Yeah, God is touching her right now. Do you want to renounce anything? <laughs> like, what? You called um, me up, and now you're asking me to, like, give you this uh, laundry list of, like, terrible things confession. I've done? You have 120,000. Wait, how many followers does she have on YouTube? Oh, boy, does she have followers. Yeah. This lady is prolific. 585,000 subscribers yeah, on YouTube. For, so, for over 2,000 videos on her personal channel, over 1,000 videos on the 5F Church 
YouTube. There's just so much material. And yeah, well, yeah. for sure. But I'm just tens thinking and about, hundreds of thousands of followers. I'm thinking about this woman who gets called up to stage and you say like, confess, confess in front of all these oh, yeah. people. And you're like live streaming it. There's 120,000 people on TikTok who are now going to hear your confession. Right. Yeah, And if, then if they're tuning in. And then she puts it on YouTube. You and I watch it. It's just like, what are we supposed to like? We can't anonymize this now. Right. Right. So yeah. She, she puts everybody in this very awkward position. Yeah. So this woman says, well, my daughter's son has autism. Satan's making my life so miserable. I trust God that he's going to free my family because we're in a lot of pain. Mm. And she's crying. Yeah, again, caregiver stress. That's what that sounds like yeah, to me. Yeah, goodness. Boy, you're right. That is quite the theme. Right? Um, so she says, yes, God's going to free you right now. He loves you so much. He's going to take away this bondage, this pain right now. Um, she removes every generational curse. She breaks every curse of witchcraft, infirmity, mm-hmm. um, and, and division. division. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, and I speak healing to you and your body now. And all of the depression and darkness must go from you completely now in Jesus' name. So she sees this woman is miserable. I see it too. Okay, it all must go. Okay, I mean, none of those statements leave any room for doubt or failed performance. Yeah. And yet she just keeps saying them, knowing, like she knows it's not going to happen the way she's speaking it. Oh, you think she knows? Because she's warning you constantly how to prepare for the crush of reality Mm -hmm, later. mm -hmm. When you get off your high, you get back home, you have your lunch, and then you're like, oh, everything's exactly the same as it was yesterday. Yeah, she's externalizing all that cognitive dissonance, I think. She doesn't want to... I think she's really struggling inside. That's how (sighs) I see it. And yet she persists she persists catherine if you're listening it's just not working like really it's not work you're not doing the thing and that's so much responsibility to take on and then ignore and i know that you've been taught that you just have to proclaim it and believe it and it'll be real but it's not it's not real (laughs) yeah it doesn't appear to be uh, or or if it is real wonderful do some checks and balances follow up figure this out then you can prove it to the entire world fair point and we are happy to partner with you on that too. If you yeah. want to actually find out whether this works or not, we will help. There are ways to test. We talked that. about how to figure this out. Yeah, <laughs> I, we, won't, we won't get into the details. We, we were exchanging, but we will figure it out. Exchanging ideas. Yeah, like we can actually identify some people with measurable things that aren't purely subjective and find out. Yeah, is it changed? And then this is the scientific process. You pick some people that have the same condition. You get as large a cohort as you can, and then you perform the healing on some of them, but not on the others. Mm -hmm. So you can see if it's spontaneous remission, if it's something that gets better over time. Does it happen equally in both groups? Mm -hmm. This is part of the scientific process. Maybe you want to do that. Which works faster, faith healing or chemo? You know, like this, this, this can be done. Yeah, maybe you start doing that before you just confidently tell everybody that they are healed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That seems like the way to do it. I mean, if you care about people getting better, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. So that woman's up there for three minutes. And next we get, I called her Teller because she didn't speak for so long. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, why did Carrie call her Teller? Okay. (laughs) She eventually speaks. But actually respect to this woman because Catherine just seems to kind of not Fill the space. realize. Yeah, I think she she got in a groove and she didn't realize like, oh, I forgot to ask this woman what her whole deal is. Uh-huh. She just starts healing her and then the woman kind of has to press herself back into Catherine's oh, yeah. vision. This is like talking to my mom. 
You can <laughs> sometimes it's just a fun game just to let her go for like ten minutes and just see if she ever notices that you haven't said anything. Oh wow! And she can do that for ten minutes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Put just, the phone down. Yeah. Yeah, you can put the phone down and walk away. I, I learned as a kid just to go by the tone of her voice if I needed to say like, "Oh, definitely not," or <laughs> you know, I'd be reading a book next to her and. <laughs> on a long car ride and just be like I think so and you just keep reading and I just know by the tone of her voice what she needs to hear and then she goes on for another five minutes so she may have this laundry list of things she thinks you believe that were just like what you said while reading a book fully agreed to them yeah I have no idea (laughs) she's walking around like I don't know Ross loves Reagan but it doesn't make sense with the rest of the stuff he says (laughs) okay so Teller I hereby renounce Reagan Teller is a okay let's see if we did I did this right early 30 yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And she's got what looks to be a son who's probably 12. And yeah. he's mm-hmm. another one where, you know, it's just fun to watch the kid's reaction because he looks, you know, ever so slightly amused. I don't know. He's just, he's yeah. absorbing information. I Yeah, I also felt like he was just sort of like, Politely going along, but smirking a little bit. Yeah, he's got his hands behind his back. And he's like, oh, isn't this all very interesting? Look what my mom is doing. Look what you're doing. Oh, that guy behind me is ready to catch me. Well, I'm fine. I'm not going to fall. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I so empathize with the the young kids in the situation because I just, I just remember that, like and, taking this in. Okay, yeah. And I emphasize with this mother's caregiver stress, mm-hmm. having just gone through losing Ella. I just see this woman crying about having having too much to take care of her family and I'm yeah like, and she's got what looks like her husband next to her he doesn't really say anything and he looks you know very moved and he's got his head bowed and everything so he he respects the process here yes um so Catherine doesn't really ask her to renounce anything before she starts breaking curses i think she just forgot yeah that that happened at least three times i can remember where Catherine goes straight into breaking witchcraft or generational curses without even asking them, like you say, what it is they want to renounce. So she breaks every generational curse of witchcraft. Again, never mentioned. Latina Mm -hmm. woman. Isn't that interesting? Strange. And going to healers that were not of God. Again, never mentioned. And removes spirits of lack, depression, and every spirit causing so much striving. So much striving. She starts crying. She falls on the floor wailing. And Catherine's like, thank you, Jesus. It's just such a funny response to someone like wailing on the ground in front of you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm having the worst Sunday of my life. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. But, you know, this important process is happening. You know, Mm -hmm. thank you, Jesus, for that. Yes, but you're right. It will all be worth it. Um, So Catherine kind of cluelessly walks away and like starts to do this healing with the whole crowd. She thinks she's done, but this lady is not done. <laughs> Teller's like, excuse me, I never spoke. So so Teller will stay there. Yeah, um, you've already removed all witchcraft and generational curse, but I'm still upset. Yeah. I want to like, talk about hello, it. Hello. You didn't ask me why I'm here at all. So she stays on the stage. This is so baller. I mean, she's she's laying there and everything. She's not like being aggressive about it, but she's like, no, I'm not done. Oh, was she so, one of the forward fallers? You oh, know, you wait for people to fall backwards, but there's a fair contingent of people who... Yes, kind of kneel fall. Yeah, like, yeah, they'll they'll crumple forward, and so you can then sense the, 
the guy standing behind him like, well, all right, I was uh, ready. Okay. But they can fall forward. That's okay. Yeah. You know, we're going to need three more themselves. people for the front now. So yeah, she's on her knees and her flanking son and, and husband are just kind of praying and, or looking around. So it takes five minutes for her to finally be able to say something. Because she's talking to my mom. Mom just keeps going. So now she has some things to renounce. She renounces hate, self-hate suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. and not being a good mother which i (laughs) doubt doubt is the case (laughs) i doubt it too i'm like i'm looking at this little bored boy and i'm like it seems like you have like a reasonably comfortable life that you're yeah i mean like i'm sure he still suffers human beings suffer yeah but i'm like no it seems like she's like protecting her family he looks like a smart well-adjusted kid as far as i can tell yeah but I'm sure you're doing great, Mom. <laughs> but Catherine says, may you be an amazing mother now. All right. Well, that's nice. Is it? <laughs> it implies that she hasn't been. But again, Catherine does her little, I detach you from all of it. <laughs> like <laughs> Everything that you mentioned. You appear all... to still be on the stage. I detach you from all of it. Oh, and this is the thing that she does sometimes, too. Every spirit attached must leave you completely in Jesus' name in three. Two. One, two, three. <laughs> It's like trying to get a kid to be quiet on the count of three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, at least in this case, she's now prepped the woman so she knows that's when I'm supposed to fall over on three. She does. She's caught. She gets the blanket and hangs out for a little while. And she gets a, a little star on her name on the chart at the front of the classroom. Next will be a group anointing, which Catherine tried to start during Teller's When she was ignoring Teller, yeah. Right, but but so this is kind of split up, but... She wanted to do this, like, for not only everybody in the room, like, hey, maybe I didn't call on you, but guess what? You're completely healed. Yes, so she's going to do a big healing for everyone in the room and everyone watching online. On the internet. And I'm thinking, because I got a broken toe. This is what I'm here for, Okay, finally. Good. You didn't get called up, but you got called out. Yes, exactly. So anyone who feels demonic oppression should come down to the front as much as possible. So encircle the stage. I try to do it, okay? Um, If you need freedom, come close and accept this anointing now. So I hobble closer. She wants us to think about the ways that we've opened our doors to demons. Okay, just in case you didn't already have this narrative firmly planted in your mind, let's suggest (laughs) some methods by which you could be uh, assaulted by invisible creatures that we have created to describe your problems. And she's given us so many options before now. We've got witchcraft. We've got Ouija boards. We've got having sex. We've got pot. We, like, you have so <sighs> many options. But in case you can't think of anything, mm-hmm. she has a backup plan. She says it might be your ancestors. See, you wouldn't even know about that. Yep. So uh, Most people don't even know who their great-great-grandfather or grandmother were. Oh, good point. Do I? Nope. Yeah, see, we lose this stuff quickly, but the demons don't forget. Yeah. Do I even know all my grandparents' names? I definitely know all my yes. grandparents' names. Great-grandparents? No, definitely not. I'm, uh, I've got part of the great-grandparents. Okay. I barely knew my grandparents. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly that gets lost. Mm-hmm. Her first example is witchcraft done in the past. Mm-hmm. Favorite example. Sure. But she wants us to speak aloud our renunciations, and God will touch us as we renounce. So I'm standing there mumbling like, I don't know. I guess I, uh, you know, I lied to my friend about uh, <laughs> the movies. I don't know. Uh, so I was up too proud. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right? 
right? Were you, yeah. do, were you doing this? Trying to, yeah, I think I was hearing people around me say their various mistakes, and yeah, I think I offered something. I can't remember what. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and I've, if, done, I've done bad things. Yeah, you know what? If I had something really specific to say, here's not where I'd say it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say it on this podcast or put out on the internet on this YouTube channel. Yeah, but if you do find that video on YouTube or TikTok and you can isolate Carrie's audio <laughs> and enhance, because usually modern operating systems let you do that. You can say enhance, enhance, enhance. At least that's what happens on TV. Oh, yes, I've seen this. I've seen this. Then yes, you can yes. hear all of Carrie's uh, heart poured out. Uh, actually, I would respect anyone who grabs me on this video and then puts a voiceover and insists that it's me. Yeah, I would respect it. So if you want to do that and be like, "I'm, I'm really sorry for my plans to murder Ross," which is definitely not um, then I'll respect it. And if you can time it for when I glance over at Carrie, like what? <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Well, I and I was here rooting for your healing. I don't think I was trying to get healing for myself because oh, yeah, fair. I feel all right. So you were you were muttering things I'd done. My, my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carrie with her that, that's that time that we went to the earthing guy and she slammed her hand into the table Jesus Christ I renounced that my, my foot's all healed up and clear so you know oh, oh is that right can't completely. pray about that yeah fantastic completely I declare it completely healed <laughs> in the name of Jesus if my foot ever itches again I'll deny it <laughs> yeah no it's been good Okay, so here are some of the complaints that she thinks we might be dealing with. Addiction, abuse, infirmity, rage, anger, depression, anxiety, religion, condemnation, shame, mental problems, mental illness, mental disease, mental disorder, autism, spirit of lack, stagnancy, <laughs> demonic hooks that make you sexually attracted to the wrong person, spiritual spouses. She's remembering the young Asian man that we started with. Uh, maybe. Spiritual spouses, spirits who disturb sleep and give demonic dreams, division, divorce, <gasps> Jezebel. Jezebel. Hell yeah. What's up, girl? I hope you're listening. Confusion, suicide, death, death, and self-harm. Yeah, maybe just death of people around you or something. I don't know. I don't know. I think she's doing a corpse reviver. When <laughs> when, when she gets going with her laundry lists, you always have like these items that just don't fit with however you've built this list. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait, mm. death? How does that fit into everything else you just said? Oh, I'm just thinking like... Confusion? You're going to cure death? Are we finally doing it? You're raising the dead? Can I bring a corpse in here? Yeah, or, you know, maybe that's... Oh, my that's God, we got to bring a corpse in there. Something that's created a stumbling block for you. But Oh, Carrie's wide-eyed and thinking about how, how she can get a corpse <laughs> into this service. There's got to be a way... Okay, there yeah. is someone listening to this who has recently had... A pet die that is not underground. Oh, no. Who <laughs> is like, oh, no. this is actually what I want to do. If you don't, if you're like, no, that, like, okay, here, honestly, <laughs> it would creep me out if it were Ella. I wouldn't want to do it. So if you don't want to do it, let yourself off the hook. But if you hear this and you're like, that would make me feel good about this coming to completion. That would do something for me if you took my dead cat oh my to Catherine Craig. If that is how you feel, I'm not caring let this me person's dead cat. And I will. You, you can. Okay. I will. Or maybe you've been thinking about donating your body to science, and you're like, I'm going to donate my body to Ono Ross and Carrie. <laughs> when I do eventually pass, they can take my body to Catherine to Crick whomever. And, and say like, hey, I know you've been meaning to raise the dead. <laughs> I got like a human body. There's It's going to be a lot more stuff to work around. I can't remember when it was or which service, but Catherine Crick did make almost a joke about that, uh, raising the dead. Not so much. Like realizing, yeah, we haven't mm -hmm. done that. 
Um, mm-hmm. At least not yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got to get a corpse. <laughs> but I will be respectful to your corpse and I will give it back. Oh, give it back to your yeah, family. Yeah, to the family. Okay. That's the service I will provide. I will or the, the medical back. school. Yeah. Okay. There's got to be a way. <laughs> Someone's listening and they've got it and they're going to email us. Okay. okay. So next we have one more personal healing and it only happens because, as you were noting, this woman appears to be getting on Catherine Kirk's nerves. She's oh, standing in the front. Front she has and some, center. Yeah, she has some sort of tremor. And she's been doing this the whole service. So mm-hmm. while we're singing songs, while Catherine is giving the sermon, this woman is violently shaking yeah she has like some kind of tremor that's also it seems like being made more pronounced by this environment uh there was this young boy i kept looking at him just to get his reactions as he was looking because he had such inquisitive eyes he was just looking around everywhere and he kept looking at her and you could just see him taking in this woman who's shaking Mm -hmm. and saying okay this is a thing adults do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay and it is it is true sometimes but so this woman i mean i think has just you know some sort of condition that makes her quiver Mm -hmm. but Catherine is looking at her and she's like oh my god i already healed you at some point you're still shaking why probably so but you're showing up on my live stream as this woman in the front row right exactly i need to address this so so she comes to this woman in the front row and approaches her personally and she says, "Hun, you're free. You're free. No more demons inside." Yeah, it totally sounds like, "Don't you remember we dealt with this before? You <laughs> yeah. can stop shaking now." Yeah, you're not doing it right. And this woman seems just like so into this. My sense is that she wants this healing more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And she's a devoted follower. And yeah, it felt like a little bit of a brush off. Yeah. and Doesn't call her up or anything, just kind of addresses her in the front row. I'm also just thinking like, if I assume that this is some kind of a tremor or whatever, like that's the kind of thing that you're constantly thinking like, please don't comment on my tremor. Like, please don't make that the thing in the room oh. that I'm tremoring. You okay. know, I don't know. That's how I'd feel. I mean, I will say I did see her at other times not shaking oh, as violently. Okay. okay. So I mean, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure Hard to know. what brings it on. But yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's just to say you don't even know what's going on with each person. Mm-hmm. But so the woman does start crying harder. She kind of buckles over as Catherine's saying this to her. And so mm-hmm. Catherine again is like, thank you, Jesus. Ah. Thank you. She looks so much more upset. Thank you. (laughs) And then Catherine says, it's time for this woman to walk in her authority, her dominion, walk victoriously. None of this, you know, being overwhelmed by demons Mm -hmm. anymore. And then finally, we go back to the group anointing because we can't end it on this woman. So for all of us here, God is telling us to be proud of him, proud of the new wine. She says, no one can steal your joy, your fire. She kind (laughs) of shouts that. (laughs) May this fire increase now. You all have received today. This anointing has truly been released to every one of you. All you need is a mustard seed and you have received. And I tell you, Ross, I have been holding on to this mustard seed since like 2008. I keep holding and holding and holding and making the show and showing up again and saying, here's my mustard seed. Where's the tree? I got it again. Uh, Yes, exactly. And I still don't get the mustard. And this reminds me of a phrase that I saw Catherine critics use quite often. The (laughs) critics. Yeah, that's right. Which is a word of faith. 
theology, mm. the idea that you can like speak things into being. It's like this real incorporation mm. of like the law, law of attraction. attraction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most mainstream Christians find this kind of heretical and not scriptural. But that's totally what she's going for with this. All you need is this mustard seed, and you have received it. I declare it so. I declare this. This is declared. This is total and complete. It also leaves this room for, if it doesn't happen, it must have something to do with your faith. It Mm. must have something to do with you not believing enough. It reminds me of when I was working with the IIG, where you still do stuff with Mm -hmm. paranormal testing. Great group. Uh, But I remember one time testing something and the person just being so adamant that it was the number of unbelievers in the room that had screwed it up even though they weren't even involved in the test it was Mm. like there were too many unbelievers observing yep observing and that screws it up okay i'm sorry your magic is not very powerful (laughs) if i can do that by watching yeah totally what does that say about this ability and it's a common thing that comes up so we're usually pretty mindful of that and we'll even ask like you know would you prefer fewer people in the room Mm -hmm. because we can send them off to watch by zoom or whatever this may have been very early i'm thinking like 2010 or something that's happened yeah yeah but it's something that people bring up so we have to be conscious of it you know like Mm -hmm. are you feeling confident right now does everything feel good that you can perform what you you say you can perform Mm -hmm. right exactly are, are the lights just right? Yeah, like anything we can do to make sure that they agree to the conditions. Yeah. But do you need Drew Carey to show up personally? We will go and get him. Almost inevitably later on, then you get these new concerns that pop up like, oh, was there a microwave in the room? Because that will mess with it. You know, whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, but yeah, Catherine is just declaring all of these things that could be affecting anyone within earshot, either in person or online. So she's got this list of Every sickness, cancer, diabetes, kidney problems, autoimmune disease, endometriosis, Lyme, lupus, brain disorder, tumors. Maybe you've been hurt by religion or church leaders. Maybe it's people pleasing or desire to fit in. Uh, It's just this like long, long list that she's kind of just worked like an actuarial table into her mind Mm -hmm. and can spout off when she needs to. And why even list all these things if it's truly covered by just saying everything? (sighs) A, to fill space. I think she just likes to talk Uh and feels like, well, it won't be as affecting if I just say everything succinctly. Yeah, it feels, maybe this is me projecting, but it feels a little OCD-like. It feels a little like, if I didn't say this exact phrase, they might Mm. come back next week and not have got it. So I need to say depression. I need to say anxiety. I need to say obsessive thoughts. I need to say, you know, it's just like, if everything means everything, go ahead and say everything. Right. And I think also she's hoping... There's going to be people online who are just going to be kind of listening. And all of a sudden, that one thing that's true in their lives. Oh, my goodness. You mentioned endometriosis. That's me. Yes. Then yes. they'll be like, oh, that that was meant for me. That was yes. God talking to me. I better show up in person next time. Yep. Yeah, that's that's whether she means to do that or not that's happening that's the romper room effect you know like oh i see jessica and i see david and i see michael Mm -hmm. and i see antoine you know then you on the other end you know you're like oh who are all these other kids (gasps) you said my you said susan i'm susan i haven't heard this term romper room effect before what's that it was a tv show Uh, what it makes me think of is televangelists who are like 
there's a man out there who has a watch that just started working. Send me $200. It's just like you send that mm-hmm. out to the mm-hmm. universe to enough people and you get a hit. It was this TV show that ran from, wow, 1953 to 1994. And the host would look through this kind of invisible mirror, you know, doesn't have a glass in it, and say, like, I see, and then mention the names of all the kids that she was seeing. Okay. And then for the audience, they'd be like, wow, oh, you actually, you got me. How did you know? Oh, yeah, because for some people. Yeah, And and then even if you're in the majority who doesn't get hit, you're still amazed by being near it, and then Mm -hmm. maybe you get hit another time. And if you run through all the popular names of that era, you know, Jennifer, Laura, you know, someone's (laughs) going to hear their name and be like, just like uh, me. you like mediums like mm-hmm. the the stage mediums who stand there and go like i'm getting a mary who's the mary from oh my god it's over here wow yeah. we found someone over here who knows a mary it is mediums i but i i want to call them media because that just... oh yeah yeah <laughs> plural of medium psychic media <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you that, that's what i needed <laughs> yeah so for you know for whatever reason she's doing it but Boy, so much of this is just carried on her confidence. The just whatever human proclivity it is about Catherine Crick that she is willing to say these things. Mm -hmm. Because most people have some kind of stopper that keeps them from saying these things that are, I would say, patently misleading. Yeah, irrational. Yep. So she tells all those diseases to leave and then tells us that some of us here are going to be targeted by the devil on a misinformation campaign where he's going to try to convince us that we're not healed. She doesn't use the term misinformation campaign, just so you know. (laughs) Yeah. And she says, too bad, devil. They are healed and free, and we will stay healed and free. Wow. Okay. Okay. Guess I don't need to come back back next week (laughs) yeah like at the end of this if you've been listening to her like everything imaginable in the room and everybody watching should be completely dealt with and solved and settled yes she says complete healing no pain in the entire body abundant energy and strength i want to go back to all those tired moms and be like did she do it abundant energy and strength you're so happy now there are no family problems you're all done now or did she just say it and she's an insane person who just says things that you shouldn't say because they're kind of harmful when you think about the implications. Yeah, yeah. At least an insane thing to say. Yeah. yeah. She seems well, which is perhaps something to hold her to account for, you know, mm-hmm. like, be more responsible. But I don't know if it's just that she doesn't know how to draw things to a conclusion or that she likes to drag things out or what, but... Even after this, she's declared all that. There will be these additional rounds of like chants and shouting, like Jesus gets chanted for a long time. Uh, Speaking of the whole word of faith thing, she has everyone repeat like, I am freed. I am healed over and over. I'll, I'll put some of these clips in. It's just, it seems manic and, you know. Yeah, compulsive mantra kind of stuff. Right. And and she gets so high in her own register, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you can tell she's feeling something. Definitely. But I sense there being this early Catherine that we've gotten indications of that also is just convinced like, well, I just need to proclaim it and believe yes. it and it'll happen. Yes. And, and so, oh, well, if I'm having any doubts, I need to respond to those with being even louder and more yes. assured. And she's gotten caught in this horrible loop. Yes, I know. This is how I see it, too. I see her up there and I'm like, girl, oh, my God, what have you done? You know, like, what have you done? Is 11 not working? I'm going to turn it up to 12. (laughs) This one goes to 12. But like, 
you know, you got maybe manipulated by this this guy, Jordavy. I don't know. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose. No idea. But like you got convinced by this guy and now you are doing it yourself. Like mm-hmm. take responsibility. Look at what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so she tells all those diseases to leave. She tells us to be free to live in the new wine. And then she starts screaming, hallelujah, Jesus, we praise you. She seems really happy. Uh, I wrote down, I don't think much has changed. Um, then she tells us. That's the devil. Yep. She reminds us we might not immediately feel it physically, but declare you're healed. And then she asks us if anyone's wanting to give a special seed, thanking God for your freedom oh, yeah. today. Here's More your, money. Here's your opportunity. Yeah, just in case you weren't in the first round that threw their envelopes on the stage or the second round of people at their seats. Why don't you head back, grab one of those envelopes and come back with a special seed. Special seed. Not money, seed. Mm-hmm. And it Still uh, makes me think of sperm. You can, all, yeah, you can also do it from your phone. But at this point, people are starting to mill out. Some have already left. The crowd has definitely died down. But yeah, there's this invitation to come bring a little more seed their way. What are they going to spend it on? Who knows? And then no one really moves. So she just like is like, okay, I'll you go back to your seats. (laughs) And then we do. We're like, oh, okay, it's over. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, sit back down. There's going to be a little bit of like paperwork now. A lady comes out and tells oh, us yeah. about like she the sends next up few services. Pastor Heather. That's right. Pastor <laughs> so Heather funny. has some. Yeah, and we're definitely numerically decreased at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's where Catherine would decry the people for leaving <laughs> early. Leave early. Do not leave early. Uh, but yeah, she just gives us general announcements and stuff and some more praise gods and hallelujahs. And uh, yeah, then we are then we are released. But boy... <laughs> And so as you carol about your houses in your neighborhood... You hang up the tinsel. You you put the stocking by the fireplace and light your menorah a little bit late. May you (laughs) reflect. And whatever other holiday you celebrate, I don't know. I grew up Christian. I'm sorry about that. Whatever you celebrate, please... Take a moment and think about Catherine Crick, who's maybe ruining lives. At least you're not doing that. What do you do? You're an accountant? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Rest assured in that. Yeah. And if you are a caregiver, know that you're doing the best you can. Probably. I don't know. Okay. Well. (laughs) Are you? If you're a listener to Ono, Ross, and Carrie and a caregiver, you're probably doing a pretty darn good job. And you know what? Probably most. Every now and then your energy is going to give out and that's normal. That's human. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's my role. Okay. If you are struck with guilt right now about okay. your parenting, because you're like, or us and Carrie don't know who I are, who I am. How can they just say that to me? Now I'm going to sit and ruminate about whether I am a good parent. If this is the first time you've thought about it, probably not an issue. <laughs> yeah, good point. But if you've thought about it a lot because you're kind of like, there are some things I want to change because I'm not so sure. Fair. Spend time thinking about that. Okay. Put that on a bumper sticker, Catherine Crick. Talk, uh, talk to a therapist, at least. If you want. They might have some good recommendations. Maybe. <laughs> Carrie, <laughs> It's the end of 2023. I don't know. Carrie is uh, losing all hope in the mental health field. Oh, not all, but a lot. Some, okay. A lot. Well, <laughs> we, we just keep ending this on a very poor Christmas <laughs> message. But uh, we hope you're all getting some good time with family. Yes. May your joy increase over this period and may you find peace in respecting your own thoughts and thinking things through yourself and not handing them over to a stranger. There we go. There we go. 
Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by my very good friend, Ross Blotcher. <laughs> and our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Yes, please do. Please support us. We don't want 10% of your income. Mm-mm. Use that on other things. Um, <coughs> manage your own charitable giving. What? If you want to give us 10% of your income. I'm not saying do not. I'm saying do not. Huh. Okay. <laughs> but you can support us. on how much you're making. We do some good things on this show. Yeah. Well, but by all means. We're going to spend it probably on like the goop cruise. So think it so, through. Yeah. Support us in a way that does not harm your financial stability. Good. But yes, by all means. Good. By all means, let the seed flow to Ono, Ross, and Carrie. Because yeah, we'll use it for. Come on uh, our face. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, sure, see yeah, flow to uh, war. No, I no, I get the reference. Yeah, coming. And remember, all addiction must go, all rage and anger must go, all depression must go, all anxiety must go, every spirit that came through abuse must go. Every spirit of infirmity must go. Every spirit of religion, condemnation, shame must go. Every spirit of mental problems, every spirit behind every kind of mental illness, mental disease, mental disorder, autism must go in Jesus' name. Every spirit of lack must go. Every spirit that holds you back, stagnancy, keeping you stuck, must go. I declare every witchcraft demonic hook sent upon you must be removed. Prophetically, with manipulation, I see some people, it's like it's a demonic hook so that you would be romantically uh, attracted to someone or sexually attracted to someone, physically attracted to someone. I speak this hook to be removed off of you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I speak every spiritual spouse must go. Every spirit that comes in the night, that brings torment, disturbs your sleep, that gives you demonic dreams, that touches you sexually in the night. This must go now in Jesus' name. Cameron Esposito here, comedian and host of Query. Every week I get to interview someone amazing from the LGBTQIA plus community some queeros. I chat with them about their lives, loves, careers, and more. I've talked to, you know, giant celebs, Trixie Mattel, Lena Waithe, Tegan, and Sarah Quinn, but also astronauts, reverends, nurses. It's funny, it gets deep, and hopefully it makes you feel like you're part of something. Join me every Monday on Maximum Fun to listen to Query with Cameron Esposito. Maximum Fun a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.